the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Tuesday, July the 26th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. On July 26, 2016, Hillary Clinton became the first woman to be nominated by for president by a major political party at the Democratic National Convention. They held it in Philadelphia that year. Speaking of Philadelphia, today in 1775, the Continental Congress established a post office and appointed Benjamin Franklin as postmaster general. Today in 1863, Sam Houston, he's a former president of the Republic of Texas. He died. He was 70 years old. He died in Huntsville. Today in 1945, the Potsdam Declaration warned Imperial Japan to unconditionally surrender or face, quote, prompt and utter destruction. Today in 1947, President Harry S. Truman signed the National Security Act that reorganized America's armed forces as the national military establishment It created the Central Intelligence Agency. Today in 1953, Fidel Castro began his revolt against Batista, and uh, he tried to take over the country, but he was unsuccessful. But he continued to try, and in 1959, Castro ousted Batista. Today in 1990, President George W. Bush, H.W., I'm sorry, George H.W. Bush, the dad, he signed the Americans with Disabilities Act. And five years ago today, President Trump said that he would not accept or allow transgender people to serve in the U.S. military. There was a legal battle that followed. The Defense Department approved a policy, finally, requiring most individuals to serve in their birth gender. That policy was immediately reversed when Joe Biden came to town and to the Oval Office. Not surprising. Have you ever have you been thinking at all about the Supreme Court and this leak? Probably not. I have because I think a lot about those kinds of things related to this radio program and I'm always I have a curiosity about myself as well, even if I wasn't on this radio program every morning live, originating at nine AM. Um, but I was thinking about that. The other day, so I looked into it a little bit, and the Supreme Court, I think it was last thir- this past Thursday, they kind of adjourned or went on recess. They don't adjourn. I think they go on recess until the, the is it the first Monday? I think it's the first Monday in October they'll come back. And so um, I was wondering if they had done anything about this person that leaked all these opinions and kind of told the public what the Supreme Court was going to tell them about Roe v. Wade, which was a big deal, as we all know. But there's been silence. And as I started looking, I noticed that several other news organizations, AP, Reuters, several others, 
they also were getting a little curious as this term ended this session of the Supreme Court that nobody said anything about it. The court won't say whether the leaker has been identified or whether anyone has been disciplined or whether an outside law firm or the FBI has been called on or whether the court will ever offer an accounting of what took place or whether it's taken any steps to try to prevent a repeat of this. I don't know. Chief Justice John Roberts released a statement stating that the court has acted upon all cases submitted by the court for decision term and will and in his statement he said it will be in recess until first Monday in October. He said in his statement he said on behalf of all justices I would like to thank the Supreme Court employees for their outstanding work and dedication to their important responsibilities this term. Roberts said I thank the members of the court's bar as well as for their professionalism and cooperation. But nothing has been said, zero, about who leaked that document. I, I'll i tell you, I mean, people with louder voices than mine are saying the same thing. If they don't correct this, that could be the undermining factor that brings down, in, to some degree, the Supreme Court of the United States, because that just can't happen and should never happen. And in my view, Chief Justice Roberts should have been all over that. Maybe he has been. I don't know. But he should have been all over that. He should have been more transparent and let America know uh, what happened, because we all know that it was leaked, and we know it was leaked by at least the beginning of the leak started in that court, in that building because nobody else had access to that stuff. So apparently they're not going to tell us, or maybe they don't know. I don't know. Anyway, Cairo's Dave Ross, he's a uh, longtime talk show host in, on uh, Cairo News Radio in Seattle. I want to talk a little bit about something he said yesterday. I take issue with it. I understand kind of where he's coming from, I profoundly disagree with him, because I know some of the influences in his life in the past. So I'm not surprised at what he was saying, but I am disappointed. But I mention this not because, just because I'm disappointed in it, but I mention it because I think this is how false impressions are created in the culture. I don't know how many people listen to Dave Ross on the radio, but I, I think a pretty, probably a lot of people. I don't know. I've been on his show. He's interviewed me a number of times in the past, particularly related to um, same-sex marriage when we were trying to fight that in Washington State some years ago. And so um, I know where he's coming from on that. They Same-sex marriage advocates never had a, a greater advocate than Dave Ross. He was all in on that one uh, in support of same-sex marriage, but or a, a redefining marriage. But I was just I was looking at what he was saying, and it it's I thought there was benefit in that for us to take a look at that, not in criticism of Dave, although I don't mind criticizing criticizing him at all. He's criticized me to my face on the air uh, more than once. But that's not my point. My point is to look at what is being said and how it's being said and how easily 
people could be misled by this who are listening to it. It may be only people that agree with him. Listen, I don't know. But I want to talk a little bit about that. He revealed his kind of a new revelation regarding Christians. Having been interviewed on the air, as I said by him, I wasn't disappointed, but I was, I, I wasn't surprised, but I was disappointed. He was reflecting on the January 6th, the J6, as they call it now, so-called hearings. He said, I think voting for anarchy is morally wrong. I used to think all the anarchy was on the left, but now, Ross says, the tolerance for Trump's behavior shows it is also entrenched on the right. And what's even more surprising is that it's cloaked in morality, specifically Christianity. That's where he caught my attention, specifically Christianity. And he was talking in a very negative sense, of course. He proceeds with a broad brush to include Senator Ted Cruz and Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene as among the peculiar type of Christians that are these bad people. They're just like Antifa on the, on the left. They're all the same. They just, one on the left, one on the right. That's the case he's trying to make. The basis for his labeling Christians was a quote from Republican Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. I'll give him this. She is outspoken. There's no question about that. But her Georgia fellows elected her, and she's there. She was speaking at the Young Republicans meeting in Tampa this last weekend. And here's what she said, and this is what Ross took issue with. Marjorie Taylor Greene, she said this. She said, I'm a Christian, talking to the Young Republicans uh, organization. She said, I'm a Christian. How many Christians do we have here? So you see, I also call myself a Christian nationalist. Republican Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia said, quote, that's actually a good thing, right? There's nothing wrong with leading with your faith because we should lead with our faith. Because if we're doing that, then we're doing the right thing. It doesn't mean we're perfect. It just means that we're doing the right thing. Ross jumps in at this point, Dave Ross, on his program on Cairo yesterday. Christians doing the right thing sounds noble he says. But this is a peculiar branch of Christianity because it includes Christians like Senator Ted Cruz, who entertained the crowd with this comment. And then he quotes Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz did, in fact, say this. Ted Cruz, at the same event, Young Republicans. I talked to a student recently at one of our woke college campuses who said she's required every class uh, to introduce herself and to give her pronouns. Cruz says, well, quote, I'm Ted Cruz, and my pronoun is kiss my expletive. Now, I don't think Ted Cruz should have said that, but he did, but he made his point. So Dave Ross was all over that. He said the students loved it, but he fails to even mention Ted Cruz went on to make a very substantive speech and make some points that every young kid in America, college age, high school, whatever, needs to hear. He didn't include that part. They never do because they don't want you to see the whole picture. They want to slice out parts of what is being said and what is being done and slice it out and sort of repurpose it 
to mean something different or to mean what they want your impression to be. And that, again, I'm not attacking Dave Ross. I mean, I would, but that's not my point. My point is to use what he was saying in Seattle on his radio program to people who are perhaps uninformed. They don't know that Ted Cruz went on to make a very substantive speech about America and its greatness and so on and so forth. And so did Taylor Green. She did the same thing. I mean, they're all very pro-American and, you know, God bless America. And, and I don't think that seems to be Ross's point, although I don't know where he's coming from on that. It doesn't matter. But as we look at this, that is the, the cancer that eats away at the very culture in which we live today. It's bits and pieces put forward. And this is as old as the human race. If you go clear back to the fall of man in Genesis, in the Garden of Eden, and if you believe the Bible's a myth, then you're going to be misled, misled on almost every part of every day of your life. But if you have a biblical foundation and you do believe that God created male and female, that God created the heavens and the earth, the, the animals and the sea and all that exists, then that is a basis for understanding life. And that's, that's the separation. It's not a political separation. It's a spiritual separation. We are profoundly, profoundly divided in America. Even as Abraham Lincoln recognized in his day that the country was divided. And he said, a house divided cannot stand, quoting the teaching of Jesus or paraphrasing it. He talked about that. He said, and we can't go on divided. One or the other view is going to prevail. We're either going to become a slave-holding country or not. And we know the rest of that story. We are not. And we fought a war to end slavery. We fought that war between ourselves, physically. We killed each other over that principle. And yet America is called so many names, the great Satan by, by Iraq, and I mean Iran, but we are seen and despised by so many. And I don't think it's helpful from within when Christians are mischaracterized, but that's done repeatedly. We see that happening all the time. Ross says Christians doing the right thing sounds noble, but this is a peculiar branch. He says the students loved it, but as I said, he fails to mention what Cruz said after that. As a representative, Green said, quoted by Ross, we're not all perfect, but this is a long way from blessed are the peacemakers, Dave Ross points out. He said, I understand the right wants to fight the anarchy on the left. So do I. But it, but it looks like they're going to replace it with just another brand of anarchy cloaked in Christianity. Ross concludes, he said, extreme left wing, extreme right wing. They're both attached to the same rooster. And a lot of us are tired of all the cock-a-doodle-doo. Well, I agree, but Ross is crowing about something that he seems to be highly uninformed. Catholic-raised Dave Ross 
is trying to paint Ted Cruz and Marjorie Taylor Greene with the same brush that he paints Antifa and other extremists. That's exactly what the news media does. Associated Press tries to do that. Capitalism, capitalism is at the heart of this from a secular point of view. And capitalism requires a state. Otherwise, the working class could simply rise up and expropriate the owning minority. Biblical Christians are generally not socialists. I know Jim Wallace and the so-called sojourners are, but most Christians are not socialists. They're capitalists. They may not have thought that out and written books about it, but that's where they're coming from. They want to get a job. They want to succeed. They want to work and get paid and have a family and buy a car and whatever. I mean, basically, Christians are capitalists. Jesus taught capitalism in the parable of the talents. Volumes have been written about it. Well, I'm not the only one that is on this subject. Sunday, Mark Levine, on his show, again, on Fox, two different times, he was talking about this J6 matter, this committee openly defined, not only Trump, but the Constitution. I don't think he knows Dave Ross, But he was on this same track, and he was talking about it. Let me share a little bit of what he was saying. He says, Congress was never set up. This is Mark Levine. Congress was never set up to conduct criminal investigations of any sort. He noted that Article 1, particularly Section 8, sets up a long, very specific list of powers given to Congress, such as raising taxes, borrowing money, regulating commerce, establishing uniform rule of naturalization, coining money. Conducting a criminal investigation is not one of them, he says, certainly not against another branch of government as it violates the separation of powers. The concept of separation of powers is outlined in the Federalist Papers and is foundational to the Republic. Levin says, this committee talks about our democracy and our constitution, but they don't give a rip about either as long as they get their way, which is, is, in this case, to get Trump. Criminal investigations as part of a Justice Department or U.S. Attorney General's effort to target or an individual or group of individuals are beyond the scope. He said congressional hearings are supposed to have a legislative purpose. So without even getting into the outrageous makeup of this January 6th or J6 committee, he says this committee's entire enterprise is unconstitutional. And Levin, a constitutional scholar, said, finds it very troubling. He says that's not a, there's not a single judge in Washington D.C. who has reached the, who has reached that conclusion. So he points out something that's increasingly obvious: that the left wants chaos, not the balance that comes from having three separate but equal branches. Clearly, Dave Ross doesn't get this or he simply doesn't want to talk about it on the air I probably presume the latter but Levin says they want to control it all they would explain why they want to pack that would explain why they want to pack the Supreme Court with like-minded ideologues the legal analysis on a on TV Levin says is Former this, former that people, for the most part, sit there and play along with this illegitimate uh, committee. They don't recognize that Congress isn't supposed to be doing all this stuff. And when the committee is done, the transcripts, he says, of all these interviews 
compelled by subpoena with no defense, no cross-examination, will be turned over to the Justice Department and the U.S. Attorney's Office to be used against those individuals and, of course, against Donald Trump. That's not the way it's supposed to work, Levin says. When those subpoenas are issued as part of a real investigation out of the U.S. Attorney's Office, it's going to be chaos. After eight public hearings, two in prime time, what have we learned? Actually, from what we did not hear, we've learned that Trump had no direct role in what happened that day. We know that if he had, they would have presented evidence to that effect. Conversely, since they had none to offer, we know he didn't. It seems to me that all they can do is read their own opinions and Levin calls them lies off the teleprompter and try to make Trump look bad. That's this whole focus, this this focus of, of the greatest, the most powerful nation in on the in the world is at a guy that the left hates. Donald Trump. That's what this is all about. Millions, probably billions of dollars have been spent or lost in the process. They hate this man. Levin says they, he says they're talking about the 14th Amendment. He said this committee is basically the point of the spear, a front operation for the Attorney General of the United States and the U.S. Attorney, both of whom are politically partisan and corrupt in that sense. He says the whole goal is to get Trump indicted. If they can get him indicted, they can get him to a point where he can never, ever again hold a public office in America. Therein is the whole of the matter. If Dave Ross is legitimately concerned about our country, and perhaps he is, but he's immersed in this agenda, I suggest he turn his attention toward the real anarchist. I'm pretty sure that authentic Christian anarchists don't even exist because anarchy is a condition of a society, an entity, a group of people, or a single person that rejects hierarchy. Stay with me. An anarchist rejects hierarchy. They reject any other power than themselves in the moment. Therefore, they reject God Almighty. God is the ruler of all. God is in control of all things. Christians are called to recognize, respect, and obey the authority of God in those enrolled. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. That's what Christians believe. Dave obviously doesn't understand that. He doesn't want to, or he doesn't want to say it out loud. And that's what's going on in this J6 thing. It's the same thing. In in this case, it's driven by hate. All you have to do is watch Liz Cheney for a few moments, who, by the way, I I don't know if you heard this over the weekend, but the Democrats are talking about the fact that she should run for president. She would be the best person they have, apparently. That's what they're thinking. So now they're saying they want to repurpose Liz Cheney, the Republican, quote-unquote, not at all, who's been leading this, this charade. Now they want to make her a candidate for presidency. I don't know if they want to further use her or if they really would like her to become president. I don't know. But anyway, that was being discussed over the weekend. 
But I will tell you, Christians are called to recognize and respect and obey the authority of God and those in roles of, of authority on earth. I mean, we've talked about that. We pray, we pray for Joe Biden and his COVID. I don't want him to die. I want him to get well, but I want him to be out of office, I can tell you for sure. But God's word tells us to pray for those who are over us. Christians, true biblical Christians, can't be anarchists because we submit to a higher power. Anarchists never do, ever. Dave Ross should know that. And if even if he doesn't, I hope you and I can focus on that and have an understanding of that when they start to bring Christians together and sort of group them into little you know, little corrals and cow pens and, well, these people here are that and these are that and so That's how the masses are misled. That's how how we find ourselves in a culture like ours. For realities as simple and obvious as identifying a person's gender with their biological sex is rejected, it's even seen as hateful, not just by the periphery of society, but by our major institutions. Our universities. If our culture can't agree on the fact that boys should compete against boys and girls should compete against girls, the only and that only women can have babies, and that people and businesses should be able to make decisions and policies accordingly, how can we improve many of the much more complex areas of our culture? It's a dark time. But the Bible gives us the answer to that. We are called to be salt and light, and I'm going to be talking about that off and on over the next few days, because God has given us the path through this darkness, and I believe there is a path through this darkness, and it is a godly, biblically-based path, and I believe that God is calling his church to that. Francis Schaeffer spoke about this a long time ago. I never knew Francis, but I knew his wife quite well, and I... I will tell you, he was talking about these kinds of issues in his time and in the books that he wrote. But to those who feel powerless in this culture, and many do because you tell me in your notes and the things that you write to me, you say, what can we do? I'll tell you what we can do. We can be salt and light, and as followers, we have to be prayerful, Matthew 6, principled, Matthew 5 through 7, and practical. We'll be talking about those things as we move forward. I can tell you, there is the good works, like feeding the hungry, caring for the poor, and there is the dynamics of changing the world as the early Christians changed the world. We can do this. If we stand for Christ, if we stand on biblical principles, we can change the culture, spiritually and politically. I believe that with all my heart, and I can hear somebody somewhere, maybe a whole lot of people, disagreeing with me. But I truly believe that can be done. So thank you so much for being with me today. And as I say often, because it is true, we will continue this conversation as long as you stand with us prayerfully and financially. If it weren't for your support, I wouldn't be here. I understand that. So please stand with me and thank you to all of you who do. We need your support right now. Our address is box 399 Bellevue, Washington, 98. 
99 Bellevue 98009. Or you can contribute on our website, faithandfreedom.us. Thanks for being here. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.